and welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning to the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everybody. I'm coming to you post-baby, but this episode was recorded pre-baby, and so some of the conversation, the timeline might get you a little topsy-turvy, but I'm so happy to report that Cooper James Dahlquist was born on March 16th. Everything went really, really well. And in a couple weeks, I'll release his birth story episode. Um, But until then, I want to welcome today's guest, and that is Leanne Barlow. Leanne is a mom of four boys as well, just like me now. And today we are talking all about raising boys, how motherhood changes from your first to your fourth. We talk about her juggling her many passions, including clothing design. And she just moved across the country recently, so we talk about moving and making friends. There is so much in this episode. Plus, as a new mom herself, she had her youngest a little over a year ago. And she is the expert on baby products. And so she's talking about the must-haves that she has experienced with her fourth baby that she would recommend to all new moms. So she is awesome. Oh, there's Cooper. Gotta go. So let's get to my conversation with Leanne Barlow. All right. I am so excited to be chatting with Leanne Barlow today. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Jessica. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, this is so fun. You are a mom of four boys, and I'm about to be a mom of four boys. So we are in yeah. the trenches, aren't we? <laughs> we are. It is. It's a wild ride, but it's a fun one. It totally is. I mean, setting out into motherhood, did you picture yourself with a crew of boys? I mean, I don't know if we ever can fully picture, but I thought I loved Seventh Heaven, that show as mm-hmm. a kid. And so I thought, boy, girl, girl, boy, girl. Like that's that's the magic sauce of like a family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, my first was going to be a girl, just sure. like I'm the oldest girl. I mean, you have it all planned out, but like I tell my kids, you get what you get, you don't throw a fit. And, you know, we're I'm really happy. Yeah. It's really fun. And when they have overlapping interests and things like that, it just it just feels so right once you get the right mix in your family, whatever that is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I love exactly. it. And I am thrilled for you. Yeah. Um, you're going to get the comments. I'm sure you've already gotten the comments. I'm sure you've probably mastered how to respond to comments. What's your of, response? I would like to know. Oh. Are you going, oh. do, were you going for a girl? Are you bummed you don't oh have a girl? Gosh. I mean, I what have a that? laundry list. <laughs> you know, I deflect. I kind okay. of respond the way I wish they would have approached me. I'm so lucky. These guys are great. You know, and when it's in front of your kids, I mean, when it's in front of them and it's a a comment that's a little bit, you know, not what it should be. It's a dig. You turn it around. You say, I am so lucky. You know, I think the the one of the worst ones I ever got, I was in a store and I, I had one, I had, I had all my boys with me. I think I had three at the time. I just had my baby and my other two were around the corner, you know, being good, but just whatever, looking around and, and one lady came up, she goes, Oh, your baby's so cute. Um, Oh, I love your bracelet. And we were just having a little conversation. And then my two older boys run up to me and she goes, Oh my gosh, are they all yours? And I was like, yeah. 
and you know, preparing myself because you could see it in their eyes. And she goes, Oh, oh, honey, you're going to need a lot of bracelets to keep yourself happy. Ooh. And I said, Actually, I'm already extremely happy because these boys make me really happy. And I was ready for it, but I haven't been ready like that in other situations. And you know, it's dang, they can, they can kind of come at you <laughs> when is... you're not ready for it. But... What? Is that that it feels like a less than lot of kids to have? Because girl moms, I don't think, get it. If you have four girls. Well, you know, I, I don't think know. they do, though. So mm-hmm. I, I vocalize this and, you know, these comments. But I hear moms of all girls get it. I mean, I hear moms of a boy and a girl get it, yeah. it, it in various different forms, you yeah. know. And yeah. I just think you kind of have to arm yourself with a couple good responses in your back pocket or else you're left, you know, laughing and kind of going along with this comment that you're like, I don't agree with this. Not even a little bit. Right. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it's strange, but people insert themselves in all kinds of ways where you're just like, they do. And you know, I think on the other side of it, you have to realize their intentions are never to offend. I think Mm -hmm. they're just saying what comes to their mind they're saying what kind of they've been programmed to hear or programmed. Oh, you're get You're raising a basketball team. You know, we are in a cool position where we can switch the narrative and say, they're so fun. They're actually really cool. Right. You know, and, and you see their face kind of change like, Oh yeah. Yeah. They are cool. You know, yeah. so maybe moving forward, if they see that a mom of all boys, a mom of all girls, a mom of whatever, you don't have to go into that narrative. You can switch and say, Hey, you're so, your kids are great. You're so lucky. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And most importantly, I am so concerned with raising good young men and adults Mm -hmm. and husbands and loving fathers. You know, that is a very tender role that I take very, very seriously that I've been entrusted because that is a really important job to have in this day and age, especially as you're kind of towing the line of stereotypical masculinity and, you know, this, this more progressive idea of you can, you can express yourself. You can, you can be yourself. You can have different interests. And, you know, nothing makes me happier than seeing my kids kind of buck a stereotype of like, oh, wow. You know, somebody noticing, wow, they're very mannerly. Oh, wow. They, you know, held the door. Oh, wow. They you yeah, know, fill in the blank. Absolutely. And I'm like, that's what I'm here for. That's that's what that's I signed right. up for. And I love that. That's right. And I also think approaching little things like that as instead of, oh, my goodness, you held this open for me. That's, you know, that's different than what is expected. No, you think, hey, thanks for doing that. Right. Keep it up. Exactly. So know. I, that is it's a great not- point. An anomaly. Or it should be a normal thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh, that's a great point, Leanne. I love I love that perspective too. And sometimes we do get caught off guard because we're as sucked in as anybody because it's, it's hard to switch your thinking. Yeah. But but I think it we really have great is, examples. But we've had experience. We know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And I think um, get in that mindset and then teach other moms to have that same mindset. You don't have to fall into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed. But Agreed. I don't know. I don't want to call it a trap, but yeah. you kind of decide on what you want for your kids. And you set yeah. the grounders for them, and yeah, it becomes it, up no matter it what becomes a reflex. Yeah. yeah, there are certain reflexes that I think we don't even realize we're accustomed to that don't. You can train train yourself a new way. 
Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick and thank a show sponsor, and that is Pipette. In this episode, we're going to be talking a lot about our favorite baby must-haves, and Pipette is one of mine. Pipette is a clean baby and mom care brand with a mission to give every family the best start possible. Pipette sets the standard of clean and best-performing baby products, because did you know that the FDA has only 12 potentially harmful ingredients in skincare products that they've declared harmful, but Pipette bans more than 2,000, so all their products are safe, effective, and they use only non-toxic ingredients, and it's just so incredible. They have a special ingredient called squalane in some of their products, which helps to kind of waterproof the baby's skin, and it's like a built-in moisturizer for the baby, and it helps them to get a little extra love and care on that precious newborn skin, and I've been loving that so much on Baby Cooper's little bum. So visit pipettebaby.com and get 30% off with the code EMP. That's pipettebaby.com and get 30% off with code EMP. Thanks so much to Pipette for sponsoring the show. Well, I'm sure a lot of people already know who you are and follow you and love you for a lot of different reasons. Um, But literally, I think, I mean, you had been on my radar for a long time, but there's just, there was just a a kindred connection over this last pregnancy with you, Leanne, that I just really enjoyed following along in that process. And once your, your fourth little boy came along and just walking along that, I don't know. I just felt so connected. But for people that don't know you or need a refresher, we just give a little background on yourself and your family. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Leanne Barlow. Um, I was born and raised in California. I am a new mom now of four boys. I love fashion and clothing. I have a blog that I have been running now for 10 years called L Apparel Blog. I'm actually doing a full blog and brand revamp. I am deep in the middle of that and I'm excited to launch what is coming hopefully in the next couple months. Um, But I've been doing this for 10 years and it started off as a love of sewing and clothing design and has kind of morphed over the years into this lifestyle brand, but mixed with my passion, which is creating clothing and dresses and um, all things feminine and I'm, I'm kind of seeing now that through this career that has blossomed over the past few years that I'm able to pour a lot of my creativity and my, my femininity into this brand and into this work that I do. And it's a happy balance between that and this home full of boys that is also really fun and really wonderful. And I feel like I'm able to kind of fill both both cups. Yeah. So to speak. That is that is so awesome. And you recently had a big move across the country. Oh, and yes. I've I've moved a lot, uh a lot a lot and we just like we were talking before, it's like even moves you're excited about and feel good about change is hard, you know? And you can have all the right pieces on mm-hmm. the exterior look like, oh yeah, the puzzle pieces came together like you should be happy all the time about this and like what's wrong, but it's, it's really layered and it's layered for our kids too. How Absolutely. have you kind of adapted to, to the change moving um, to the East coast? You know, it's a weird thing. I, a couple years ago, we had an experience, my husband and I, where we realized that we would be able to buy our first home in the year 2020. Mm-hmm. And we thought 2020 is going to be our year. 
we're going to buy our first home. We don't know where it's going to be or what it's going to look like, but we kind of had had that in our mindset. Then I got pregnant and we're like, oh my gosh, we're going to move and have a baby in 2020. That's going to be a big stressful year. <laughs> and that was like the understatement. And you had no idea. Yes. Just, just tossing a, a little pandemic into there and it was pretty crazy. Um, but I feel like, you know, things happen for a reason. And for some reason, Charlottesville, Virginia was where we were supposed to buy our first home. And I would have been kicking and screaming, no way. There's no way I'm leaving California. But we had experience when we came out here just to kind of check out the area. My husband works for a law firm that's based out here, but he was working remote for a few years in California. And there was really no pressure to move out here. Mm-hmm. Things were going great. And and they were his his firm was fine having him working remote. But we came out here and there was just this feeling. And we were driving around this beautiful city and I had this lump in my throat the whole time and I was like oh crap Hmm. this is it Hmm. you know this is where we're supposed to be and even to kind of piggyback on top of those feelings we had a realtor that was looking around when we came out I just had to go into it like what if we do move here I have to get I have to see the schools I have to see everything to even make a decision and at the time, we were renting a home in Pasadena. We loved it, but we wanted to own something. And and so we were driving around Charlottesville. We get to this new area where they're just starting to build homes. And we come over a hill and c- come to this plot of land that was flat, and it was on the corner of a cul-de-sac. And it was the plot of land was situated at the exact same kind of area that our current home was situated on a cul-de-sac in Pasadena. And we come up to this cul-de-sac or this cul-de-sac, this plot of land, and the name of the street in this cul-de-sac is the exact same street name as our home in Pasadena. And I lost it. And I was at that point where I was like, okay, if this kind of thing is going to happen, if we're going to move cross country right after a baby, I'm going to need a sign. Yeah. Like big sign. And Burning that, was bush. A sign. Yeah. that was a physical sign. Yeah. Wow. So, and you know, and that was a year before, a little bit less than a year before our actual move, before the pandemic, all this stuff. And during that year, there were so many moments of what in the world are we doing? We're moving? We're moving across the country to a place that we won't even see until we pull up there. And I had to keep coming back to that moment. I wrote it down and I kept relying on that moment where I knew that that was what we were supposed to do. Yeah. And I think things like that happen a lot where you get an answer and then a month later you're like, wait, did that really happen? And three months later you're like, really? Yeah. Yeah. You got to go back to that. You do. You do have to keep going back to that, that feeling of trust, that feeling of peace that, that you had. Cause it's a fleeting feeling sometimes even in the middle of something really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And how have your boys transitioned? You know, it's been great. We have lots of safe streets that they can run outside and ride their bikes. We have trails around. They can go. They went through the forest with some neighborhood friends yesterday, had an earth gun fight. I mean, it's really, it's wonderful. And when we envisioned the home, I envisioned my kids riding, heading out the backyard and riding down our street, which they had never been able to do living in Pasadena. We lived right off of a busy street 
in the two homes we lived in Pasadena, they were right off of crazy busy streets. And I remember thinking, will my kid ever cross the street on his own before we get out of the house, mm-hmm. before we, before they're 18? You know, isn't that a crazy thought? And I just thought, oh my gosh, they need some freedom. But there are literally semi-trucks going 55 miles an hour right outside our street. It just wasn't safe. And the first time I remember my husband, Garrett and I, my husband and I were standing on our porch. And the first time we saw our kids hop on their bikes and ride up our street in Charlottesville, like we both got emotional. We're like, this is it. Yeah. They finally have this safe freedom that we've been wanting for them. Oh. And it was good. Ooh. Oh, and just another, yeah, one of those reassuring moments that, yep, this is why we did it. This is why we why we made yeah. the move. So I think one of the most unique things um, about you is that you and your husband were high school sweethearts. You've been together forever, and, yes. and you've you've evolved. <gasps> I think together. eighteen years. I think <laughs> so my husband and I met in high school as well, and oh, I mean, we did. just have so much history, and I love it, and I love being able to be like, oh, remember so and so from high school? Like this is what they're doing now. We literally got together at a park two weeks ago with somebody that we were in choir with in high school, who's also moved around the country with his family, and now he's back near us, and we're like what what a cool thing to to share together and so cool something i see as a challenge in in marriages and adding kids and everything is especially when you've been together a long time you go through seasons and you evolve as a person and your jobs change your locations change different stressors come into the mix and yet you know you and your husband me and my husband we've been able to really evolve together along that path and i'm just curious you know kind of your approach to to marriage and to personal development and spiritual development all those things so that you're really working together as a as a team leading your family yeah yeah it's it's i love that you guys knew each other in high yeah. school it's a really um special cool thing and looking back now, I don't know if I would recommend everybody marry their high school sweetheart, you know? <laughs> Actually, I probably, I wouldn't recommend that. But uh, Garrett and I had something special that we we knew, you know, when we were 17. And we had been through a lot by the time I was 21 when we got married. And my husband went on a mission. Um, my, I knew, we both knew each other's families very well. My dad got sick with cancer and he actually passed away. And this is the whole course of us dating. So we had been through a lot of really emotional things, um, physical, spiritual, everything. So when we got married, we already felt like we knew each other really well. Um, but the people that we were, what we're almost at our, I don't even know, 14 year, <laughs> I think 14 years we've been married, uh, in May. Yeah. Let's go with 14. Yeah. Um, we were completely different people in a good way, but I think being able to grow and evolve, there's this, we are very similar. We're not like so much a yin and a yang. Like we're both night owls. We're both not super morning people. You know, there's (laughs) things that make it fun and that's why we're like best friends. We get along that way, but we also, um, I think support each other and have learned to support each other during our different seasons of growth. Um, I've supported him when he was in law school and I was his cheerleader. He supported me while building this business. And when I did the whole monthly dress tour or just seasons of life, it it doesn't 
I mean, you can't perfectly position it this way, but we really tried to, when someone is up or when someone is down, having the other person raise them up. Mm -hmm. And there are times where we're both kind of like in stressful down moments and we're like, no, 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 you got, you can't be down now. You have to be up. We got to, one you know, of us, one of us needs to buoy here. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of us needs to help out. And, uh, but you know, I think over time we've kind of worked on that. And I think one of the really important factors in a successful marriage is being as excited about your partner's endeavor as they are doesn't matter if it's your passion or not. If you can be as excited as they are and just lift them up and get on their team, you're on the same team and cheer them on. That is so beneficial mm. in so many different areas of progressing through your life. Yeah. You know? And was that a natural thing for Garrett? So let's talk about your monthly dress series, which oh, your talent, if I could have it in my, in my you know, a quarter of it, a eighth of it, holy moly. Beautiful. You created these beautiful Thank monthly you. dresses so for a year and then toured and it just was so magical and you could just see how much of yourself and your creativity was poured into each and every one. So that had to be so fulfilling. And so by that time you'd been sewing a long time and I mean, it was, a, it was a very established part of your life, but yeah, I, I'm guessing that Garrett was not there with the seam ripper either. So like how, <laughs> how do you support somebody that's not your thing? Yeah. <laughs> with the, you know, a load of laundry. He was there with making the kids dinner. He was there with, I'll take bedtime while you finish this up. Mm -hmm. He was there with his other kind of seam ripper, if you will. <laughs> he, he really um, helped out a ton there. And I, he was my cheerleader and he was my, you know, person there to help me out when I said, what in the world am I doing this for? But the funny thing is when I would feel like I'm going to do this, I'm going to sew these dresses. I'm going to do one a month. He was like, one a month. Are you like, you're going to call it that? Are you sure you want to commit to that? I'm like, yeah. But once he saw it and he caught the vision or he at least got a sense of my passion for it, he was 100% there. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I think that was something else that really helped our marriage for sure. And strengthen it. It was, it was good. It was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a stressful time, but it was a good time. Hey everyone. I wanted to jump in again to thank another show sponsor and that is Cubo AI. This is a new product to me and I am so glad I have it with baby Cooper because I was looking for a new baby monitor, but I wanted some additional features. And actually, Cubo AI is the result of an IVF mom who couldn't sleep wondering if her baby was breathing. And so she designed this specialty baby monitor, applying AI detection to help with baby sleep, safety, and memories. And so if you've ever wondered, you know, what if I'm asleep and something happens, or, you know, there's no sound, and you're wondering, is my child in danger? So she teamed up with a pediatrician and a team of tech parents to make this incredible baby monitor. Cubo AI Smart Baby Monitor helps parents around the world keep their babies safe. It gives you notifications if your baby's face is covered or rollover alerts, crying alerts, danger zone alerts, and it has 1080p HD video. It's so crisp. Not only can it 
appease your worries, but also you get to see your cute little baby, and that's better than ever. It gives you sleepy analytics, plays lullabies, and has an 18-hour playback and event tag so that if there's any events happening, you might want to go back and watch those. It is ready to show you. Another really cool, unique thing about it is you can share up to eight accounts on your Kubo AI monitor, and family members can also tune in to see your cute baby. And I know my mom is going to love doing that. I actually haven't shared it with her yet, but when she hears this, she's gonna be like, why haven't you signed me up yet? Because Cooper's so cute when he's sleeping. So if you wanna check this out, go to getcubo.com and use my code EEP for a discount off your order. That's get cubo.com and use my code EEP for a discount on your order. I hope it gives you the peace of mind that it gives me. I love how you're painting that, that it wasn't a matter of him like being necessarily involved in the activity with you or to understand it that way, but to fill in the gaps to make you more available to to step up into that and, and to see that, that dream through. I, I think that is... So wonderful. And I think the flexibility of filling in in different ways in different seasons can be really strengthening for a marriage. And I think that's what ultimately tears a lot of people apart is when you stay compartmentalized and like getting frustrated or resentful that certain balls are dropping. But like that's not the nature of life is that it has to be fluid. Yeah, it does. And you know what? He was there on the sidelines, but he did jump in physically into a freezing cold pool to help me shoot a dress underwater he was in he got (laughs) home from work on his lunch break put on a wetsuit jumped in and held my photographer underwater while I jumped in with a dress so that she could shoot for an hour then jumped out of the water put his suit back on and went back into work true love it's a, we like to call him a, a full renaissance man. He's yes, very, he's a man, a man of many well talents. Rounded. Also, if the neighbors yes. had seen that, probably would have looked fairly sketch. Like, why is this guy you know, holding down okay, somebody under the extremely <laughs> sketch. That's probably the right word for it. But through the magic of editing, oh, it doesn't look super no, sketchy. <laughs> it's just beautiful. It's just magic. It's just magic. It's all, <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's amazing. So you recently had your baby. So Owen, he's how old now? Almost a year. He is, he year? is nine months old. Yes. I don't, I don't, I thought this one I would be able to just keep forever as a baby, but I guess it Darn just it. never, it never happens. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So after four times around, I mean, certainly things change, baby gear changes, perception, expectations changes from, you know, number one to number four. What have been the biggest changes either, you know, in baby gear, in, in, in the, th- in the uh, things that you're using, or even just in yourself and your own expectations of motherhood from your first to your fourth? Yeah, there have been lots of changes. Um, so first, I would say, let's talk baby gear, okay. because there are some cool things that you need. Okay, tell me, tell me <laughs> I, all the things, Leanne. <laughs> so I think as far as gear, the two things that I... I have absolutely loved. Number one is the Halo Bassa Nest. It is a side bed little halo thing for the baby that swivels. So you can pull it, you pull it right up next to your bed while you're asleep. And this is for like the first three months, Mm -hmm. I would say, until they transition into a crib. But it is so great. They actually sleep in it. And there have been other Bassa Nest 
that I've used where they didn't. Mm. And I love that I could just sit up in bed, reach in, grab him, and then swivel it away when he's asleep and get my own rest. It's It was wonderful. I had it for Eli for my third, and I used it for Owen as well. Um, you can even buy a little insert that you stick underneath the mattress that raises them up a little bit. I found a, a lot of my babies didn't like being super flat on their back, and they Mine felt either. a little bit. Yep. It almost wakes them up. So you mm-hmm. lay them on the super flat bassinet and they're not they're not comfortable, they're not cozy. Mm-hmm. And I, I found this one worked really well. Right. There's an there's a newborn insert too that kind of cradles them. Just absolutely wonderful. I feel like that was a game changer. Perfect. The other thing, what is the Duna car seat? Have you heard of that? I, well, I've seen you use it. Yes, sir absolutely insane and I remember thinking with my first if there was only this car seat that I could had like wheels on it that popped up so the Duna car seat it's a car seat and then you pop it out and you push a button and literally wheels come out the bottom and it becomes a portable stroller and it's it's like I can't I can't even. It's the greatest (laughs) invention. Especially if you're more in an urban area, too, where it's like you're limited on Mm -hmm. space and, and, you know, being on the go is a large part of your life. I can only imagine the transformation this product would bring you. Yes, totally. I mean, wheeling it into church and things. You know, the funny thing is I got it and I I was prepping to use it like crazy those first couple months. And you had nowhere to go. COVID, <laughs> so I'm, I'm like wheeling it into the kitchen, wheeling it into the living room, but <laughs> he's still using it. It's nine months. He's still using it. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Um, I, I just yeah, bought, those two things have been great. I just bought upon your recommendation, the boobies, uh, uh cream on my list. as well, nope. because yeah, it's, what is it? Like the Paul Newman or is that the salad dressing? John Newman's Newman's ointment. Yeah, that's what I use when I have my babies in Michigan, and it's like a prescription cream because you know the Lana whatever didn't work for me, but this other one did. But you said this is similar. similar It's a similar consistency. Okay. Yes, I remember I went through all the different things. Okay. Trying for for nipple creams and the Newman's ointment was recommended. We got that. I used that for the first two babies, and then I couldn't find it anywhere. But the boob ease is a very similar consistency, and it's worked. It's great. That great. plus the nipple shield plus the breast <laughs> shells. That is. A I wish people trifecta, could see you. Trifecta of you were you were lighting gear. up like a Christmas tree talking about. Oh. You know, nipples are important, man. (laughs) Yes. It can really, I mean, I think sleep and feeding can be really the two biggest burdens. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of other things, but like those two things really are linchpin things for like your, your massive decline if you can't get those figured out. And so whatever that that looks like. For Mm -hmm. months after Mm -hmm. a baby is, you know, well, that and like. Yeah. Lots of bodily fluids. But yes. Yeah. Totally. That's a lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I got that. So that, that feels good. Uh, okay. Good. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I have noticed from one to three, I used to think like, I'm like a kid's person. I was like a teacher and I just thought like I should be able to, to fix their problems. And I was, you know, I'd read the parenting books and I should be able to like, if I do this, they do this. And with my <laughs> first, I just remember like sobbing, like, why won't you stop crying? And the my, book and my, says this, you're not doing it. They're yeah. not helping yeah. too. And by the third, it's like, ba- babies cry. 
babies cry yeah. sometimes. And sometimes you do yeah. your thing and then they still cry. And it's not yep. you. And if you can just kind of lower those expectations of yourself, of their response to you doing your thing and everything, like it's just a happier place. So have you found that as you've evolved as, as a mom as well? Yes, absolutely. I feel like the more kids you have, the cooler you get <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. You just get more chill. They'll be fine, really. I remember... With my first, I'd write down every single minute of when, what side he nursed on, how long, what time he went to bed, when, I mean, I had pages and pages and it was crazy. <laughs> and with this one, I'm like, did the passy drop on the floor? Just lick it and pop it back in. He'll be fine. And I think in many ways, the baby kind of feeds off of your stress level sometimes. Mm -hmm. I also think babies come with their own personality from day one. So some babies are more fussy than the others. Some are more chill than the others. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with how you're parenting them or if you swaddle them correctly or if you nurse them to sleep or if you let them fall asleep on their own in their crib and you're training them. There's so much that is going on in a new mom's head of all these worries. And with baby number four, I feel like I was able to kind of get control of those worries and just hold him and love him and know that it's going to be okay. And I enjoyed those times, mm -hmm. um, those first couple months much more than I did for the first time around. Cause I mean, you're stressed, you're trying to figure out what to do. And I will say, I think that the transition from zero babies to one baby for me is way harder than one to two, two to three, three to four, whatever. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Cause you're learn. It's all new. It's all new. And yeah. I think yeah. being a stressed out first time mom, it's, that's part of the drill and that's okay. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> right. And even you're with, normal. And even with this advice, like telling you, you don't need to be as stressed as you are telling you, you can lower your expectations. You can't really force that. <laughs> you gotta it just, it's just it. a rite you're of passage. It's just yeah. a rite of passage yeah. to be a first time mom and to have a dependent. Like that's just kind of, the way it is. And I'm really sorry, but you can trust the moms ahead of you that it does Absolutely. get easier. It's not always like this. And any way you can decrease the expectations you have on yourself for your baby, the better. And yeah, like, I, and you, yeah. and you have your example too of, of the tongue tie issue, realizing that, that one of your sons or maybe more had it, but you didn't recognize it. And then in the fourth you did. So you have that comparison yes. as well. Yeah, my oldest son, Bradley, had it. I had no oldest. idea until yeah. a, a, a dentist caught it when he was 10 at a checkup. She said, did you know he has a tongue tie? I had no idea. And she went through this list of, well, did he have a hard time nursing? And I'm like, yes. He did the latch and the nurse, and I was bleeding, and I was cracked in the feeding. And it all made sense when he was 10 years old. And it was totally different then. Nobody checked under no. his lip under his tongue. So when my fourth, when Owen came out and I was like, wait, he's exactly like Bradley. I knew what to, I knew where to go. And I had to go through three different doctors until I found the one that said, Oh, that's a tongue tie. 100%. So I got onto Instagram and I said, guys, if your baby's doing these things, get a second opinion, get a third opinion, because so many doctors are going to tell you it's not a tongue tie when it actually is. Okay. What were the, th I, what were the things? What were the telltale signs? 
well, I'm not, I'm no professional, but I know Your experience, the latch, yeah. he would, there's something where his bottom lip was, would go in mm-hmm. when he was just normal, not nursing. He, his latch was, was more of a shallow latch. He wasn't, it wasn't a super strong latch and mostly his, you can, you can see when you, when you would lift up his tongue, you can see that I think it's called a frenulum. There are all these new terms that I learned with this, but you can see how, how tight it is. They, he didn't stick out his tongue very much. And when he did stick it out, it made kind of a little upside down heart shape Interesting. because it was pulled back was tied. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I saw all these things and I knew all these things. And I found a wonderful doctor in California who came to my home. She did the, the, we actually did it lasered. She did the procedure at home. She checked on me five different times in person. It was wonderful. Yeah. She was just wonderful. And so then she looked at my 10 year old and had him assessed and, and we're working with him through that. And I've had so many moms say, you know, I, I think he has a tongue tie. I, I'm really worried. He's only two weeks old. We had Owen do it when he was two weeks old. And, and I've just said, you know what, it's so important because the, the changes that happen over time, I'm now seeing, a really narrow palate in my oldest and sleep apnea and things where the tongue doesn't rest across the roof of the mouth appropriately. And the face shape has changed all these different things that happen because of this tongue tie years and years ago. So it's important. And I, after looking at all, I'm like, this is so important. And I, it needs to be talked about. Seriously. And if it can cause those long-term effects, but you can do something about it early on, it's like, why aren't all doctors on board with like knowing how to check for this and, and being proactive about it? Hello, it's me again. And I wanted to thank a final show sponsor. And this time it's something that is for you mamas out there. And that is Bulldog Yoga Online. It's no secret that we're all juggling a lot these days. Jobs, families, budgets, and the emotional baggage of the last year. And especially as somebody like me who is recovering postpartum, yoga has been a huge part of my health and wellness, both physically and mentally. And there's amazing benefits with yoga. Increased strength, better flexibility, improved mental focus, but I know it's hard to get out to yoga studios and that is why Bulldog Yoga Online is all about taking the intimidation out of yoga and replacing it with music, smiles, and no judgment. And it's so fun. They stream online classes available on demand anytime. It's your schedule and you can even do it with your kids and teens. You can get the whole family moving. There's classes for all levels, and I want you to give it a try. The thing I love most is as I'm easing back into movement, they have classes from 12 to 60 minutes. Perfect for me. So try your first 30 days for free at bulldogonline.com. Use the code EEP for an additional 50% off your first paid month. That's bulldogonline.com and use the code EEP for 50% off your first paid month. Thanks so much to Bulldog Online for sponsoring the show. Now let's finish up with Leanne. I'm so relieved for you that you you figured this out with, with Owen and whatnot. You mentioned that you lost your dad when you were younger, and that's got to be a really hard and transformative thing to lose a parent um, when you're young. And you you speak so highly of your dad, and um, I love when you when you share about him. How has that changed your parenting, or how has that influenced you as a person realizing 
just the preciousness of life and the role a parent has in their kids' lives. Yeah, I think it's changed me um, in ways I think that I haven't really realized until I've gotten to this point in my life of being a parent. I think a couple things. Number one, as far as thinking about him and talking about him, I wanted to make sure that my kids know what a great guy he was and is. And, and, um, so, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to make this great book and I'm going to have stories and pictures and we'll read it every night. And I still haven't done that. Mm. And it's on my to-do list, but you know what I do do is I talk about him and I share stories about him and I say, Oh, my dad used to say this, or, Oh, this is my dad's favorite song or, you know, little tiny things that still make him a part of their life. And I had a lot of really um, special experiences before he passed that I wrote down and that I have shared with my kids. And I just think talking about those is really important and it keeps him a part of my kid's life. Um, yeah, I've, I've been both and, and I am really lucky. My husband also knew my dad. Yeah. Too. He actually asked for my hand in marriage before he passed away, two days before. And we actually weren't even totally sure if we were going to get married. I thought we probably would, but we did it. He did it anyway. And that just was such a special experience and things like that. I mean, my kids know that and sharing these special times that we had together has been really, really important. And I feel like my kids do know bits and pieces of him, yeah. which is good. Um, And then as far as molding into a parent, I think that it's helped me realize, first of all, how fleeting life is and time is. They say things like, don't do the laundry. The laundry can wait. The dishes can wait. They'll be there when you get back. Focus on your kids. You know, you see a variation of that quote all the time. And I always think, yeah, but a messy house and eight loads of laundry makes me crazy. I'm not a happy mom when I am covered in all this stuff. Right. So I think there is this constant level of balance, whether you're working mom or not, or just a, just a parent in general. And I've been thinking a lot about this lately. I think that we have all these balls that we're juggling, right? You're working the house, the kids, your own self care, your marriage, you know, all the things, your spiritual, the spiritual side of things. And I don't think that you can have all, hold all the balls at once and have them all balanced. I think that is just not attainable. And the more that you try and do that, the more you'll feel like a failure, no matter how good you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Or you'll just give a little bit to each of those when sometimes there's a couple balls over here that need to be filled up and you set the other balls down for a while and you're going to drop those And that's okay. And there are definitely times where that laundry will sit there for two and a half weeks and it's clean. Go pick it, go pick some socks out of the cleaning Mm -hmm. pile. Who even cares? Right. Because you have a work deadline and you have to sign your kid up for middle school and pandemic stuff is just too much to handle. You're just trying to keep afloat, but then sometimes work is slower. So let's fold the laundry while we watch a show and, and you drop, yeah. A couple balls somewhere else in order to pick the ones up off the ground. Yeah. I don't think it's a balance. I think it's it's a being aware of where what needs your focus or most of your focus 
at that time. And I think as you go through life, focusing on what needs your more of your full attention rather than trying to focus on everything at once, I think there's will be this more of a fulfilling feeling. Like I was able to be present for the things that needed my attention at those certain times. It's also ongoing, but I just, I'd rather have that kind of a mindset than feeling like I was late to this. I missed this and have these regrets, especially as your kids are growing up and you miss, you know, these years are, are very fleeting. So I don't know if any of that makes sense, but that's kind of a, yeah, it's not a balance. It's a, it's a focus and attention and picking and choosing where you're going to put your focus and attention each day. It changes daily. It really does. And I think, yeah, sometimes we can cling too tightly to a rigid sense of like, this is what our family does. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is what we don't do, you know? And it reminds me of a conversation I had with a woman who had eight children. And I said, well, how do you possibly show up for all the things and make them feel special and all these things? And she's like, different ones want different things from you. And there's a priority and a currency with each of your children. And so if you can do the one thing that means the most to them, to them, they think you're doing all the things. And so there's you know, two of her kids that her being in the classroom volunteering actually matters to them and showing up at the Valentine's party actually matters. And then there's other kids that are just like, oh, you were there? Like, oh, fine. You know? And so she doesn't sign yeah. up for those kids doing those things or being at a sports game really matters or staying up, you know, talking with them late at night matters. And so if you can identify your child's currency and that, that will fill their bucket to the top, even if you're not contributing in all of these different ways at once, even just pouring into that, that one or two things that matter most to them, they're going to feel like yes. the most loved kid on the planet. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can sense, you can sense yes. when your child is feeling loved and feeling happy yes. and, you know, when they're at a good spot. I also think to piggyback on that, pick a few things, do a few things that you know mean a lot to the kids. And then one thing that I think is really important that I am trying to be better at, I am not, I'm not super good at this, is reflect, reflect on the fact that you did that thing. You sat with him and talked with him after bedtime. You sat and you played the game with him. You played basketball with that one kid. You you uh, volunteered in the classroom. Remember when we could volunteer in classroom? Remember that? Remember we could go in? Yeah. Time ago. Remember that? <laughs> but the point is, write it down in a little notebook or something because you have to know in your mind that you're doing the best you can and you're doing a good job yeah. because it's so easy for us to think, oh, I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. And think in the future of all these things that we're going to fall short on. Look back, reflect on the dishes you cleaned up so that you can make them a great dinner, you know, or whatever. There's just so many things that I feel like are little or are big, whatever, but you need to take the time to reflect on what you've done. And that those are good things and acknowledge that and be feel, feel fulfilled from those little things. Um, right. I mean, you're doing a good job. Absolutely. And sometimes it feels like, oh, I didn't make dinner tonight. I'm such a failure. But you know what? No. They wanted McDonald's cares? anyway. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Do you know who cares? You care. 
Kids don't care. Yes. No, they Bust don't. Bust out a frozen pizza and they will think you. You know what we had last night for dinner? We had cereal. Yeah. Do you know when we ate? At 7.15 p.m. Do I care? Not even a little bit. Nope. Nope. Because Absolutely. maybe next week I'll cook a cool dinner. You know, it's yeah. just. It's all good. You don't, you don't need to feel like you're falling short because you're actually not. <laughs> See, I love that. And, and. Leanne, to be honest, like you may be one of those people that come across online as like doing it all, having it all, being it all, be, you know? And so to hear somebody like you say like, my kids ate cereal at 7.15 and nobody's batting an eye, it just yeah. gives per- yeah. people permission to, and, and I do think you come across very authentic and show those parts of your life so so that wasn't meant to be critical at, at all, but no, not at all. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I, I actually think about that a lot. I think, you know, I I wonder sometimes how I'm coming across, but there's just this weird medium where I I need to balance. There's that word again, balance. Yeah. But I I want to be real. I want to be authentic, but also I want to show if I'm doing work for a brand. Yeah. I need to also come across as polished. I was thinking about this the other day. I think about this a lot because if I am shooting for a brand, I want to show their brand in the best light because I really, truly love the brand. Any brand that I talk about, I've used it and I like it or, you know, we're working together, whatever. But I also like to show times where I'm exhausted and cereal for my kids. So there's, there is little bits and pieces of all aspects of life, whether you are put together or not, that you can showcase. And I think it, I hope that it comes across as being real and genuine because the truth is it's really hard to fake it when you have four kids and you work. You just can't, you just can't. And people know if you're faking it or not. And it's just not worth even trying to fake really when it all boils down to it. Yeah. And Um, I think if you're striving to be self-aware in that, you are going to hit the mark far closer than somebody that just pretends like that's not even something to consider. You know what I mean? Like, right. so right. I, I do think you're doing a magnificent job and it is, you know, both coming to you for your expertise in, in the baby gear and the brands you work with and things like that and, and learning about new things that, oh, well, if it's working for Leanne, like maybe it can work for me too. Great. Right. And right. I was late for pickup totally forgot about this kid. Like, you know, it's, 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 right. It, that's motherhood. And you know, it's funny. I don't even share it because I want to make sure other people know that it's okay. I'm sharing it because I was late, you know, and I, it's kind of funny. I'm going to post it. <laughs> the other thing I think of is I kind of think of it. Like if you're having guests come over to your house, would you have all your laundry out? And would you have a really disgusting toilet? And would you have all your dishes in the sink? I wouldn't. Right. Totally. I would hurry and clean it up, even if I have to shove everything in the pantry and shut the door. Right. Because I want it to be nice and presentable for these guests, right? Right. That I think of as my girls, as my readers. But also, if you have a really good friend over, sometimes you're just going to be in workout clothes and no makeup. And, you know, there's yeah. just a, a little bit of you still want to be presentable but you also want to be real because it, the house can't look like that all the time. Yeah. It's exhausting. And that's not realistic. One of my best friends, actually, she lives in Pasadena and she always says, we, we got way past the point of, I'm so sorry. My house is right, past. Right, right. Because I mean, let's just push past that. Okay. She would say, Oh my gosh, clean houses stress me out. Messy <laughs> houses make me feel much better. And I love myself a clean house, but 
Yeah. I mean, you also have to be a little bit realistic. So yeah, it's a little bit of both. A I love bit of it. Clean house, but you look like a troll <laughs> or messy house and you're ma- and you have makeup on and you're dressed. Well, you this know? is why also I'm super glad that I have boys because they're the outfits they put together, the, the hair being done or not being done. It all just doesn't matter as much as I know I'd be more fixated on having fun doing it if I had a daughter. And I don't feel any mm-hmm. pressure. So I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And I te- they know how to comb their hair. They yeah. know how much I appreciate it. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's there's I pulled back a little bit, which I think is good. But but because I like help them comb their hair and they even wear the cologne that Garrett used to wear in high school. <laughs> I bought them each that cologne. And cute. so they smell like high school Garrett. It's yes. really cute. But they come down or for church and they comb their hair and they look cute and they're excited for my reaction because yes. I know that I appreciate it so yeah there's there's a little bit of they gotta wear the the ugly Star Wars sweatpants for five days in a row sometimes right. but also they yeah. gotta appreciate some totally. little kid clone and oh I love it not in their hair you know yeah exactly exactly Leah this is so delightful and I just have to say you just emanate joy and happiness, you know, and I, and I just, I, people feel it from you. We've never met in person, but you do such a good job translating that online and making, yeah, motherhood feel relatable, striving for your passion and going for your dreams feel attainable and to do it in, in a way that is authentic. That's hard to do. And I think you're nailing it. Thanks. You know, it's funny. I will say that there are seasons to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as far as following your passions and following, you know, creativity, I think that is so important in being a mom, but also I have a baby right now and I'm just barely feeling like I'm keeping my head above water and there's not a lot of time for this creative passion. And I know that that passion will still be there, but I got to take care of what I need to right now. And maybe in six months I can double in that. I just think there's a time and a place and a season. And I've learned that over time and you just kind of got to go with what needs your attention yeah. each at, the, at that moment. I don't know. I think I, I'm really happy and I'm really happy with where I'm at and with many aspects of my life, but also I have really hard down days too. And I think that we all do. And um, just know that Instagram is, is a great place to be, but also it's, a place to just kind of get off of sometimes if you need to like rewire your brain and yeah. refocus on yourself and your family. And yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. There's just, just, yeah. it's just important to know when it's helping and when it's hindering, yeah. I think. And to continually check in on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for people that may not follow you yet, don't get off Instagram quite yet. Check out Leanne. Where, where can people find, where can people find break, you and all the things? Break. I like to keep it helpful and light yes. and funny, you know. Yes. If I were to curate my feed today, you would you would stay in the mix for sure. You're oh, one of the most delightful that bubbles that pop up in my feed. So where can people find you, you Leanne? So <laughs> I am at Leanne Barlow on Instagram. My blog is com, which will soon be changing just to leannebarlow.com. And yeah, those are the the best best places to catch me at. Awesome. I always ask my guests one final question, Leanne, and it's this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Hmm, that is a good question. I think 
that motherhood is way better than you expected and way harder than you expected. I think talking to friends who are just going to be a mom um, for the very first time, it's this middle ground of like, I don't want to scare them away, but I also want to be realistic. So the way I, I like to think of it is it's awesome and it's wonderful. And you're going to have this baby that's you love more than anything in the world. And you're just going to want to document and take pictures all day long, but also it's hard, but it's worth it. So yeah, don't be scared. You can do it and get yourself a, uh, a group of good girlfriends or a group of good girls that you appreciate and follow online to use as uh, help as your team, yeah. you know, check in with them, let them know how you're doing. That's super, super important. Could not agree more. Thank you, Leanne. Thanks for taking the time and best of luck Thanks, to you Jessica. and your family. Best of luck to you with baby number four. I'm so excited. Thank you. Wasn't that so great? It seriously felt like chatting with a girlfriend for an hour. I feel so lucky to have gotten to chat with Leanne Barlow, and I hope you'll follow her online. Everything's linked at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. And if you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at JessicaDahlquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm so, so happy that Cooper is here. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to see cute pictures of the new baby, and you'll be able to follow along in this newborn stage. I will say having older kids and then bringing a baby in, it is a game changer and it is so enjoyable, but we're going to talk more about that in an upcoming episode. So thanks for tuning into the podcast today and we will see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.